1: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
0: Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at this same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. What a beautiful day. We're here, we're thriving. I'm back in Atlanta, did a little quick jaunt up to Virginia. And I'm here sitting with my buddy and my tour producer, Chris Kettner. Chris, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you so much. A lot
0: of people were asking They're like, where's Chris been? I'm like, he's here. I'm here. People get very upset sometimes.
1: Yeah, I'm bopping all over the place. Can I just say it really fast? Yeah. I actually really do need to unbutton my mm-hmm. pants. Oh my God. Take him down. I just went and used the restroom in your sister Ashley's room. Yeah. Which is up four stairs. It can breathe. Yeah.
0: Okay, we have a we lot did. we have a lot to discuss. One we're about we're going to get snatched. We have yeah. we sat tonight.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh god, where do we even begin? We sat tonight at
1: Houston's. Yes.
0: Which you know I love at Houston's. The which,
1: Whitney Houston's. The
0: Whitney Houston, which is uh-huh. the Houston's restaurant. That Whitney Houston used to always dine at. So everybody in Atlanta calls it the Whitney Houston's. Because we have multiple locations in Atlanta. So you've got to know. You're like, which Houston's am I meeting you at? The Whitney Houston's. Right. Well, here's the thing. There's a big scandal that's been going on with Houston's. They took off their famous chicken tenders. Their tendies are not on the menu anymore.
1: Which is crazy. I remember growing up as a kid, going to Houston's in Mm. Dallas, Texas, and knowing, like my mom was going to get a steak or a piece of salmon, whatever. I knew that I was going to get those chicken tenders. And those chicken tenders were different from like a Chick-fil-A chicken tender. Right. You just knew it was Lux. And their honey mustard was... So Lux. Everything. Yeah.
0: So I found this account on Instagram basically it said, bring back the Tindy's. And apparently it's run by these two teenagers who messaged me. They're like, we're in high school, but we are so upset because as kids, we want to be able to go to Houston's with our parents and get the fucking chicken tenders. Right, right. And they're elevated tenders. They are the best.
1: Yeah, it's the most rich tender you have ever Ever had in your life. I think it's so funny. So tell us for the fans, what is the exact account at... I think it's Bring Back the Tendies. At Bring Back the Tendies, we looked at it tonight and did some research. They already have their own merch. They're a little bit ahead of the game. It took us two years to get merch for you.
0: No, literally. (laughs) Merch is actually so difficult. And these kids are cranking out (laughs) t-shirts. Right. When they messaged me, I was like, oh my God, this is such a funny movement. They're like, boycott Houston's until they bring back the Tindies. So I responded to them, I'm going to Houston's today. I cannot boycott it because I still go for the spinach dip and the sushi.
1: But you're going to spread the good word.
0: But I will spread the good word. Like I'm I'm here to fight for your rights. Yeah. In this time, I feel like we have to stand up for what's important. And for me right now, it's that everybody gets a Tinder.
1: Right and then dot 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 also when we what well, we found out tonight when we always need a sweet treat heather and me yeah they were not serving the brownie sundae so then you messaged them and you were like also, FYI, just for your movement, they've also discontinued the brownie Sunday and they wrote back something like, what is even the purpose of life? Yeah, like, what like, are we doing? we here? don't know
0: how to deal with this. We're yeah. not okay. Yeah. And when I found out there were teenagers, two seconds got yeah. a little fucking nervous because I don't like talking to anybody who's not 18 and above Truth. online. I was like, do your parents know you have an account? I would have never and known. And you're
1: messaging adults? Yeah,
0: I was like, this is not safe. <laughs> I have a theory that nobody should have any sort of social media presence until they're 18.
1: I'm in agreement. I totally agree. One, because
0: kids are fucking stupid. If I think about the things that I've said when I was 15 or 16, maybe trying to be cool or whatever, I was not mature enough at the time to have. I'm still not mature enough to have social media. Well, it's the same thing,
1: I guess, in our day with the AOL chat rooms. Like, you know, you were on AIM with your name. That was like, cool, dude, 84. Mine was actually Spotlight Snatcher.
0: Oh wait, we talked about this on the last one. I was oh did naked. we? Oh okay. yeah, we, I'm did. Sorry. we did. We did. We did.
1: I'm sorry. No, it's okay. You're repeating. <laughs> no, 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 you're fine. <laughs> Modern day, you having social media, being 16, probably doing things your parents don't know about is the same for us when we had AOL. But
0: my theory is AOL wasn't. You weren't screen grabbing something. Like it was you, definitely
1: more anonymous.
0: You know, you see these kids who say something like so fucking stupid on the Internet. And I'm right. not I'm not uh, defending those people for making like if they their true nature of who they are is like a horrible person. Then they're a shitty kid. Right. You know, you say something. Are you inappropriate? Maybe you don't understand when you're like 16 on Instagram and they get kicked out of school. Like you just <laughs> shouldn't be able to get on it. Any sort of social media, right? Till you're maybe actually like thirty-five, because even in your twenties,
1: right? You're not fucking smart enough. Of to deal course with not. It. But there are plenty of kids who are becoming millionaires off of Instagram, being nineteen years old. It's literally how so I've made hard. a living for the last few years. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I worked so hard and did it honestly. And you have one girl who does like a like a slight shoulder roll on fucking TikTok, and now of she's course. hanging out with the Kardashians. Of course, making sixty-five million a year.
1: Hilarious. And
0: Meanwhile, this weekend, I'm standing up for democracy and I lost thousands of followers.
1: Ooh, let's talk about it. Let's get into it. Are, should we?
0: We are. And, we and, need I, to. and I just want to say, everybody who listens to the podcast, I'm so appreciative of the yeah. support. I appreciate everybody who comes to my shows. I never want anybody to feel ostracized. But I just have to make a statement with everything that's going on with the world, with you know the, the election and however the fuck this may turn out. Right. Because I'm sure we'll be sitting in courts and all this stuff. I was very proud, and I've said this before, I grew up in a very, like, really honestly moderate household, libertarian. I worked on the McCain campaign, went fresh out of college. I was like, this fun college Republican, like, you know, doing my thing. Then I voted libertarian, and then I've slowly eased over to the Democratic Party. You know me, level-headed, moderate, funny person. right, right. I'm just telling, I'm giving myself accolades. But the messages that I got this weekend from some of these people online, were so fucking disgusting. It literally made me sad for humanity.
1: Right, right.
0: I was at my niece's. Jeff is the godfather of our friend's baby, so I'm going to call her my niece. People were, these Trump supporters were messaging me, hope that baby gets COVID. You're giving that baby COVID, you fucking sick, disgusting, you know, Democrat. It was so unhinged. So crazy. It was so unhinged online, Chris. It made me act. I, I like. I actually got upset. I didn't get upset for what people were saying about me or to me. I got upset for like the state of the world. I was right. like,
1: "This is fucking nuts. But I wonder. And now, here's Chris Ketner's opinion: Take it or leave it. I wonder. You talking about your trajectory from libertarian to you also were working on a Republican campaign when you were in college. Whatever. Yeah. Now, this time you supported a Democratic candidate. It's not even about a party affiliation in my mind, for me. Yeah. Okay, so my take is, it is, and it's very, very cliche to say, it's about voting for the man or woman. Yeah. And what you see that person personify. So, when you see someone like the current president, the things that they project, the things that they put out on their personal social media, the way in the past we've heard them talk about women. Yeah. um, We've heard them talk about immigrants. That way of speaking breeds that way of speaking. So... That's a great point. You have someone say to you, "I hope that baby that you're holding in your arms gets COVID." You effing Democrat.
0: (laughs) That's well, your mind explodes first because you're like, "This is fucking nuts."
1: First, you're like, "This is a joke, right, friend?" Like, I'd Right back and be like, "That's a weird thing to say, haha." But truly, it's like that is what they've been fed, and that's what they're taking in, and that's what they've been taking in that rhetoric and that way of speaking for so long. And I won't stand for it. And, and I you don't have stand to for stand it. for it. Exactly.
0: It just, yeah. it was so disheartening. And I i had one of these moments where I had a couple tequilas this week and I thought, is it because I've shared so much of my life that everybody yeah. is like, they've been behind the curtain, right? They feel right. like a lot
1: of comedians don't share shit on social media. Of course. And you only know them through you buying a ticket to their show and that's the only contact you have with them. Yeah.
0: And I think it's been a cool thing where I am so transparent about life and people know my family and they know...
1: They know what you look like hungover at 11 a.m. the next day, you know. Yeah. Looking kind of like you look right now. Yeah, exactly. Now like, just- rode hard and put away wet.
0: <laughs> Since we're all having an extra drink these days, I can't have a hangover the next day. You know I love them. We're talking about DHM Detox. Truly the best little extra added surprise in your life that's going to keep you from being hung over the next day. Again, we don't have time. Okay. 2020's already just, just thrown us in the mud. I don't have time to be hung over the next day. I really don't. That's why I take DHM Detox, which is the vitamin for people who like to enjoy alcohol. It's a smart, responsible way to enjoy your booze. Here's what you do. You just take two of these pills when you start like after your first drink and it goes to work by breaking down the toxins that actually make you feel bad the next day. Just take two capsules after your first couple of drinks and it goes to work. And they come in convenient packets that are easy to share with friends and family. Key part of when I go out and have a drink, why not be able to do anything the next day? No days wasted is what I'm about. DHM Detox is a risk-free purchase. So if you aren't satisfied after taking the product, they'll give you your money back. And it's just like a no brainer. So at the very least, give it a shot and get a refund if you don't love it. I've got you 20% off your order and free shipping in the US. Just head over to nodayswasted.co slash absolutely. Use promo code absolutely at checkout. That's nodayswasted.co slash absolutely. And I kind of had this like, fuck, have I shared too much of my life to the point where somebody thinks that they can speak to another human that way? The amount of people that said your dead father would be ashamed of you, which is fucking nuts. I had one lady who kept text messaging me, you're a fucking Catholic. How dare you? (laughs) And I was
1: like, one, John F. Kennedy was a Catholic. Yeah, right. Also,
0: I'm not Catholic.
1: Can I pause? Yeah. I want you to finish this story because I yeah. know where it's going. Did you know Joe Biden is only the second Catholic president ever? Oh! JFK was the first. And, and they now... murdered him. <laughs> <laughs> well, God, knock yep. on wood really fast.
0: Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, I didn't mean it like that. Yeah, But, yeah. You but Joe
1: Biden is the first, the second, sorry, openly Catholic president. Great. Isn't that amazing? Fantastic. I think it's like groundbreaking. <laughs> it's like, how does the Protestant world, we ostracize Catholics or whatever. How has there not been a Catholic President before. I think it's really cool. So, like you have Joe Biden, Catholic president. You have Kamala Harris who is, is married to a Jewish man. Married to a Jewish man, half Jamaican, half Indian. Like we're all about diversity. We
0: love to see it.
1: Yeah, love to see it. We're
0: always going with this. It's just these these people were telling me things about myself. That had no... That had no
1: basis. Basis. I'm like,
0: one, I'm not Catholic. I'm not a denominational Christian with a touch of Judaism. Right. Shout out to all my people who found out they were Jewish like three years ago. So this one woman said, I'm going to kill my baby. Um, Your father would be so disappointed in you. It's gotten... And listen, there is so much hateful rhetoric on both sides. Yeah. I'm like down the middle, like, can we all just like pay the same amount of taxes and get health care and like chill the fuck out? Right. Which of course, somebody I know is listening to this driving their Tahoe with a deep eye roll, like... Well, that's not how the world works, Taylor. Yeah.
1: And I'm not going to legislate what you do with your body. Right. And I trust that you're not going to legislate <laughs> decisions for me for what I can do with my body. Right. Yeah. there's yeah.
0: And, and not everything on the Democratic ticket, I agree with Not Everything on, you know, the right idea. Right. right. I just had one of those moments where I thought, I think that some of these, and they were predominantly women. I didn't get a mm-hmm. single message from a guy. Right. I think these women feel betrayed in a way. I think that these the, the nut jobs were like I know everything about
1: you and the right, fact that you voted right. Democrat yeah it's a lie or something. Yeah. Like I, I'm really they do see you as like Heather, yeah, you're my sorority sister that likes to get fucked up and go to Waffle House too. How on earth Our, <laughs> could you love Jesus and still want to kill your baby? <laughs> you must be a Catholic monster. I know. Yeah, yeah. Like that's
0: the only way I could rationalize it. Yeah. Like, you know, and I'm getting message from I bought three sweatshirts (laughs) and I'm going to burn them in the backyard. (laughs) And I just said, I literally said, ma'am, you are always welcome at my table. Go with God. I hope, you know, the raccoons can stay warm by the fire. Also, you
1: you can buy my merch all day. Once it's in your hands, do with it while you may. the
0: check is cleared.
1: Yeah. So if you
0: want to like, you know, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Burn it to high. uh, You want to have a seance in the backyard and burn it? Of course. Do you? Right. Because I'm protected in the blood of Christ. I'm not afraid of your voodoo. Wipe your butthole with it. Do Ask you. me, do I care? <laughs> <laughs> it just—it was just a really wild thing. And I want everybody to know, I won't stand for hate. Right. I'm in the arts too, yeah. which is surprising me. I'm like, my friends are queer. Yeah. You know.
1: Artists. Artists. Yeah. Doing the
0: damn thing. Right. Yeah. But and, but also just such a, the, the, the people who were saying like, my dead father, I'm like,
1: Kyle? Yeah, right.
0: Because Kyle was a cool motherfucker.
1: Right. You know what I mean? Also never thought he ventured to your neck of the woods in Southern Illinois. Maybe, yes. he, did. <laughs> maybe he did. Maybe you guys had Waffle House together one day and maybe you know more about him than I do mm-hmm. to to inflict your opinion on me in this situation right, right this moment. So valid for you. Yeah. Exercising freedom of speech. I'm going to give you a strong block <laughs> and tell you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> have a great day. I literally said, ma'am,
0: have you talked to my dad? Is he in Mexico and we don't know? (laughs) I was like, oh my God, that fucker has literally not showed up for the last five Christmases.
1: I love that you have the theory that your dad is chilling with JFK Jr. and Tupac somewhere in Cabo. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Because he probably was like in the CIA and I didn't realize it. And so he's like literally under the radar.
1: Can you imagine?
0: Yes, I actually can't imagine. That's why I think of this theory all the time. It would be really funny if like at my wedding, it was like a Truman Show moment and he just popped out and he was like, guess what?
1: It was all a joke. You're <laughs> a the camera. Yeah. Ashton Kutcher pops sounds like you've been bunked.
0: And they're like, we just wanted to do a social experiment and see how long you could handle living without your dead father. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, that's sick and twisted, but that's my cynical comedian mind.
1: But also I think you know, a lot of... Wait, hold but, on. <laughs> I think the test is less about you dealing with a dead father and more about just living with Robin without your father as the buffer. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Yeah, I, I, 100%. Yeah. Because Robin's just doing her damn thing.
1: I mean, she's a wild... Robin lives on her own planet. She does. Yeah, and it's kind of amazing. Like, truly, like, let's break it down through all of the negativity and whatever through this last couple of weeks and months with the election cycle, I do wish that we all lived on Robin McMahon's La La Land (laughs) planet. She is on a fairy unicorn La La Land planet. The moment she hears something that's a little bit of an attack or a little bit challenging, she's like, let's just all eat a cheese plate and hug each other. Yeah. I just love you. I don't care. Robin's like, the, you're pink, you're green. Let's be friends.
0: <laughs> yeah. She's like, why is everyone such an asshole? Yeah. You can come to my house. She's like, I'll make you a plate. I don't know what you're getting so saucy about. Have a glass of dry Chianti and shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. When I was reading my mom some of these messages, messages, she's like, what the hell is up this lady's ass? I, I mean, is she insane? Everything's going to be fine. Can we all take a deep breath and just chill the fuck out? I'm like, thank
1: you. <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: But I want this to be a place where we, you know, we have open conversations. And, you know, you made a point earlier when we were at dinner. Here's my biggest thing. When people make the argument, you're an entertainment. Oh, right. No one cares about your political view. I'm not right. shoving my opinion on anybody. No, this is my page. I'm having yeah. an honest conversation and I'm not going to politically correct this bullshit. Right. right. But when people are like. When they say it to anybody, like comedians, actors, musicians, yeah, just entertain, you know, or like athletes, just just go out there on the field, right? Okay, Claire, yeah. you work at like Trader Joe's, <laughs> just sell groceries. Yeah, I'm still a citizen.
1: Yeah, right, 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 right. But also, your page, your podcast, your Instagram has always been about self-expression. So whether you're your Heather, self-expression on your Instagram. Is you waking up talking about how hungover and constipated you are, <laughs> yes. or talking about, hey, democracy. right now in this moment, I'm gonna stand for democracy, <laughs> morality, civil <laughs> rights, empathy. human rights, whatever. Right. It's your vibe, dude. It's yeah. literally not like I can't think of any clever anything clever to say of what your Instagram could be, but it's at Heather K. McMahon. Like, that's you. It's your platform. And and people do have the right to tune in or not.
0: When you get a message from a lighting name, Sheila. I burned the sweatshirts. I mean, I was cackling. You know, it's the best gift you can give the gift of just photos. You know, we're always stuck on our phone. You don't want to see, I want to look up from my, my screen and I want to see a photo of the people that I love on my wall. It's, I think this just makes the best gift in the world. Well, You can send the best gift in the world by using FrameBridge. This is how it works. Just go to FrameBridge.com and upload your photo or they'll send you packaging to safely mail in your physical pieces. All you got to do is preview your item online in dozens of frame styles and gallery wall layouts. Choose your favorite or get free recommendations from their talented designers. The experts at FrameBridge will custom frame your item and deliver your finished pieces straight to you or anyone on your list. What a cool gift. You know what I mean? Like send it to to one of your friends, a photo of like you and their kid. It's like, yeah, I'm the cool aunt. I I take photos and then I frame them and I send them to you. That's a damn good gift. A handcrafted personalized gift from Framebridge starts at $39 and all shipping is free. Plus my listeners will get 15% off their first order at framebridge.com when they use my code absolutely Listen, get started today. Frame your photos or send someone the perfect gift. Go to framebridge.com and use promo code absolutely to save an additional 15% off your first order. Just go to framebridge.com, promo code absolutely. That's framebridge.com, promo code absolutely.
1: Obviously, the people who follow me on Instagram are just an extension of the people who follow you because we're together very, very often. Right. I've been, I think I am more vocal about my political leanings than you are. But someone reached out to me, clearly clumping us together, and said, I just want you to know, I think you and Heather, you're two kids from the South, and you've just gotten so deep into Hollywood (laughs) that you're believing all of this Hollywood liberal jargon. And I just think you kids (laughs) need to get back to your roots and blah, 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 blah. I was like, ma'am, if I were in the (laughs) Hollywood world, I would not be answering your DM, eh? (laughs) (laughs) I wish I was in the Hollywood world. Right. However, I still rely on Robin McMahon to feed me dinner every night. That's where we're at, ma'am. Also in the Hollywood world. Donald Trump is a reality star. Correct. He is the Hollywood world. We're not even, yeah. I don't
0: even want to get into it because I'm exhausted. I said the biggest thing was I don't want to say his name anymore. Correct. I don't want to talk about it. I, know. I want to go back to having a president where you like, right. what did he do
1: today? I don't yeah. know. Isn't that nice? He, <laughs> didn't, he did not make the news cycle. Thank God. And the news cycle equaling what we used to see on the cover of the National Enquirer when we were kids. And we'd be yeah. like, mom, what's that crazy magazine? Look what they say on that. Like, I feel like the news cycle with the president, I call him 45. Yeah. I, I don't want to say his name either. Yeah. When 45 makes the news cycle, it is just like a national inquiry thing every day. It's like, can you believe it? And that national inquirer crazy off the wall stuff has just become our daily news cycle about the president. So to have a president that maybe is like actually in peace talks with like China or whatever. And he's been in a bunker talking it out with president, um, Jing and in, in China, like we haven't heard from them in five days. And maybe that's okay. Maybe that's okay. He didn't tweet. He didn't Instagram. I just want to let okay. my asshole
0: release. It's been clenched. And yeah. I just am like, oh.
1: and I'm ready for you getting married in Italy in June. Yeah. I am ready for the rest of the world to be like, Hey, you know what America? We respect you again. Yeah, <laughs> you, you can come back and hang out with us. We right. didn't want you to hang out with us for the last 12 months, but now it's yeah, you're, you're, welcome. You're, you're welcome. You're good. Y'all yeah. simmered down. You're good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's just, it's been wild. And I always want this to be a place where we can like giggle and just, but I'm like, this is fucking nuts. And and again, I, I think it's, the, it's some people who didn't realize, like I get really confused when people are like, are you a blogger? No, no, I'm not a fucking blogger. <laughs> I'm a fucking stand-up comic. You know what I mean? I'm right. an actor. Like, I don't know how people got misled. Like, well, she has a she has a home blog. Y'all didn't know she talks about <laughs> like linens and shit. I'm like, no, no, I never did. No. I share every aspect of my life. Right. When I got really expensive sheets that were yeah. a treat to myself and then my dog immediately dookied shit on them. Shit on them. You know? Yeah. The, those are the things that I share. I had to laugh and like also be a little fucking heartbroken in the sense I don't care about if, if people are fucking nuts. I I don't need you here.
1: Well, the same thing. What did I just say at dinner today? I said, you know what? I think there are a lot of um, people who are in the public eye who do have some sort of following like you do, who do then always put out their opinions because they do have a platform actually to to speak about the things that they believe in. And I was like, you know what? Are less people going to see a Meryl Streep movie because she went to a rally for a candidate? No, you're still going to see that Meryl Streep movie. Yeah. So Heather, we're <laughs> still going to listen to your podcast. Even though you're yeah. Catholic. I'm you just telling babies. you now
0: that I think my yeah. real point was and I didn't even want to like soften the blow is I won't put up yeah. with hateful bullshit. Right. If you threaten me. Yeah. If you threaten my family. Damn. My dad, my dead father's ghost <laughs> will fucking haunt you. The end. Kyle McMahon was a large, girthy southern yeah. man who literally scared the shit out of me sometimes. Right. Not in a threatening way. But and you, know. you
1: buried him in a kilt. So if you do yeah. see a rotan, <laughs> rotund man haunting <laughs> you in a kilt, That's you know what's my up. That's dad. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, he literally it's Braveheart, Braveheart's coming at you. But that is my father. So if you are a hateful cunt and you yeah. wake up one night and you feel like a, like the, the brush of a skirt over your head, my dad's putting his
1: balls on your face. Wait, I'm just laughing. I'm just laughing about the thought of your dad actually fighting in Braveheart. Like your dad wore a kilt, not like Mel Gibson being shvelt in Braveheart. He was. Braveheart. after thick. he like spent five years thick, only thick. eating waffle house
0: <laughs> you know okay so we went on this epic trip to scotland and like we were finding our family history and all this first of all there's nothing to do in scotland shout out to scotland but like drink yeah. and party and right even when we were there in july the weather's pretty gnarly yeah yeah yeah. so we would just get fucked up every day my dad yeah. isn't even a big drinker right my dad would get like three scotches and he's like that just and he would speak in like a scottish accent he's like uh-huh. that's it i'm gonna buy a cat and i don't know what that
1: was a wee castle. I'm gonna buy a
0: wee castle and put a waffle house in it. And I was—that was his dream. And I'm—and I feel like to open
1: a waffle house in Scotland. He
0: wanted to have a, a castle somewhere in like Highlands, uh-huh. out in Scotland, right? And he wanted to have a little
1: waffle house in it. Okay. Okay. Now we're gonna flip the subject. It's yeah. kind of a dot 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 to that. Yeah. But you know that I put on my Instagram a few days ago when the election seemed like it was going a different way. How do you get a visa or citizenship in European countries? So let's talk about buying property in another country so we can get that European citizenship. Have you shared with the fans about you wanting to buy a place in Italy?
0: No, but that's been on my vision board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I do believe you have to speak things into existence. You have to write it down. When I'm really ready to share my really aha, holy fuck uh, manifestation moment, I think I'll do that closer to Christmas. Okay. But I will share that eventually. But you have seen firsthand how if you write something down, it can happen. And I do believe it's a God thing in the sense where you're asking whatever you believe in, whether it's right. universe, I personally believe that the Lord is listening. Uh-huh. I believe if you write it down, you're almost setting your intention with your goals to the Lord. You're like God, this is what I expect of you because I'm going to be your faithful servant. Yeah. And I expect this of you to help me because I'm going to do your will.
1: That's right. Is well, that, did I say that right? Philippians 4.13. <laughs> I can do all things through yes. Christ with strengthens me. Yes. So when yes. you manifest those things and you physicalize it, it's actually setting your intention. And I think making, oh, ooh. y'all sometimes, sometimes when Heather and I like talking about Bible verses, sometimes Heather will quote a Bible verse and I'll be like, oh God, <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's <laughs> about to preach. Listen. Okay. Yeah.
0: I just feel like God has really, from a young age, yeah. talked to me. Right. Oh. He told me, uh-huh. he was like, This is the the plan. This is your set path. Things are going to happen. It's not going to be what you expect. Plans to
1: prosper. Hallelujah. Plans to prosper. Hallelujah.
0: Because when you wake up as an 11-year-old little kid and you're laying in bed (laughs) giggling to yourself and you realize that your gift is joy.
1: Hallelujah. That's what you have
0: to share. Come on. Come on. Come on. Life is too short to sleep between anything less than nice sheets. But maybe you looked at some retailers and calculated the years of interest you'd pay on just one set and gave up. Trust me go to brooklinen.com. You know how I feel about my sheets. I upgraded them. I like to lay in the lap of luxury, but for a good price. That's why I sleep on Brooklinen sheets. They work directly with manufacturers to make luxury available directly to you without the luxury level markup. If you've ever looked at sheets, it's wild. Brooklinen has a variety of sheets, colors, patterns, and materials to fit your needs and tastes. Brooklinen has over 50,000 five-star reviews and counting. This is a no-brainer, guys. They're so confident in their product that all their betting comes with a lifetime warranty. It's insane. Nothing comes with a lifetime warranty, but guess what? Brooklyn and sheets do. Don't wait. Do something nice for yourself. Go to Brooklyn and use promo code absolutely to get 10% off your first order and free shipping. That's B R O O K L I N E N.com. Promo code absolutely for 10% off your first order plus free shipping. brooklinen.com Use promo code absolutely at checkout. Do yourself a favor. Live your absolute best life and sleep on the best. Don't waste your time. It's brooklinen.com
1: Oh, God is good. You
0: know what you, one of your gifts is?
1: Oh, I don't know.
0: You are so good at organizing and you are so good at making shit happen. Yeah. Like you're one of those people if I'm like, Chris, this is the idea. This is what we do. You're like, Three minutes later, you're yeah. on the phone with six
1: dudes. You're, yeah, all right, let's go, yeah. team. Right, we've already got it on paper, but I think yeah. that commitment and it's to that point. What you're saying is when you do put things on paper and you physicalize them, it's making the commitment to yourself and to God or whomever your spiritual yeah. you know hierarchy is you are physicalizing it and saying i'm going to make this commitment to fulfill this dream that i think is god given right and i'm i'm fleshing it out so i know that i want what i'm trying to attain and that's why i am such a go getter in those yes. ways is because i think it's like i can do this i have the i have the power to do this i have the intellect to do this the whatever 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 so let's just go out and do them oh my god we're getting so deep i just I want to it. talk about like Dreams, setting your intention (laughs) and being like, you got to go get it. Don't just have like an empty dream, you know? Right. I mean, literally you guys, I've probably been on the podcast five or six times now. And I think we talk (laughs) about the same thing every time, (laughs) but literally when Heather and I were 10 years ago, waiting tables, we did, we did envision this to be like, we're going to make it. And I think some people do that. And then they fall off because they're, they're not truly committed to fighting the good fight. Like we have fought the good fight. Of trying to achieve dreams in the entertainment industry but for I'm, so long, I'm
0: also still at base camp. Do you know what I mean? Oh, People are like you yes. made it. I go, no, I haven't. No, bitch. I haven't. Yeah, I my on my list is to have a TV show. Yeah. do more movies. Like you know, I am still I'm still at base camp.
1: Yeah, there's no paparazzi. I, I'm not even at, into the yeah. trying to chase you down at Trader Joe's. There's no no.
0: and I don't think that's making it. I mean, after like talking Uh, to No paparazzi (laughs) don't because that's like a soulless, thankless thing.
1: You're right. All I
0: want to do is That's empty. That's empty. I wanna, I
1: want a um, I wanna work. Yeah, right. You are oh my god, do you follow Glenn Close on Instagram? Oh, she's so She just did this whole thing actually talking about the same thing about being in the liberal Hollywood world. Someone actually accused her of something very similar. And she goes, you know what? I've actually never lived in Hollywood. I've been very successful in my career. And what I've wanted to do was just be an actor and be an actor at the best of my ability. And she said, I've never kind of gotten into that paparazzi. Do I want to be seen at this restaurant in LA? And she lives on a farm in Connecticut in the middle of nowhere. You would never find her. And so you just see her kind of as Earth Woman on her Instagram like walking around her farmland with her German Shepherd, right. in like a Lands End huge peacoat thing, and being like, "Oh, the sun came out today." <laughs> well, there's also that's the- making it. Yes, is Glenn Close is so fierce. What a brilliant actress of theater right. of comedy. I mean, she's been Cruella Deville, and she's played a man and been nominated for an Oscar. Like she, yeah, she has made it as as the type of performer you're talking about.
0: There is a difference in celebrity.
1: Correct. An yeah. artist. Right.
0: Celebrity comes along with it. Yeah. But there's a difference. There's... You can be a reality star and be a celebrity. That's correct. But I want to be a working actor, comedian, artist. Yeah, artist.
1: Yeah, in every way. And, and not you to, like
0: have, juju it up.
1: What you've started to get towards also in your life. Oh, we're about to tell the fans. Ooh. But you are interested in producing also. You're like, yeah. can I produce TV? Could I produce movies? You know, we've talked about other projects we can produce together in theater. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah, you see it. I'm
0: just a theater nerd. I know. I used to do theater. I miss it. Like, I want to be on stage eventually when Broadway opens up. And yeah. I know the last time you are here, we were talking about how stressful that is with Broadway. Right. And, and there's so many theater actors that are just like, what the fuck is next? Because obviously, oh, I mean, I live in the live performance live, space. Yeah,
1: live theater. Yeah. But
0: I want to be on stage and have right. that. Weird fucking performance art moment where maybe one titty's hanging out. Right? Why? Because that was the artistic choice I I chose.
1: We got re inspired by watching American Utopia the other day. Oh,
0: it's so good! Wow. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, it's on HBO Max. Right. Um. David Byrne Uh and he was the lead singer for the Talking Heads, which was like just a fucking badass weird weird band. But I used to listen to them a lot in college. It was like when I went through my jam band phase. right? And he does this really cool musical. And explain it from the Broadway world like so people what understand. He did.
1: Okay, so he had this kind of just concept show, right? Um, That he was touring with in the theater space. I think it probably came to the Fox. And then he was like, I really think this is a bigger statement, more of a, a fully fleshed out artistic piece. Right. He worked, he got Spike Lee to help him direct it. And they really fleshed it out and made it a very sharp sort of performance art piece. That was... Last season, it was the most successful show. I didn't see it on Broadway because I could not get a ticket. And I know everyone in the Broadway industry, I can get a ticket to anything. I could not get a ticket. It was so crazy, crazy sold out.
0: Can I tell you? Yeah. I pride myself on like hustling and like right. knowing a lot of people where I'm like, not like a social climber, like as in, I've just worked so many in so many different fucking jobs. And I'm like, oh, you need tires? I got a tire guy. Do you <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. when you hustle, you just know somebody yeah. in
1: everything. Right.
0: I don't seem to be able to get tickets or invites to anything to anything. I'm like how, you know what I mean? I'm calling my people and they're like, like everything's so hot. Now you got to literally be sucking a D to get invited to Broadway.
1: That's right. You couldn't even get tickets to Hamilton at the Fox when there's 5,000 seats.
0: No, and I was even asking fans. I was like, yo, can I go with somebody? Like, I'll fucking pay for dinner. I'll take you to Houston's and make you sure have they have the tenders. Tickets.
1: Yeah. I'll, yeah, we'll get you the secret tenders for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, in the theater world, you know I got your back. Yeah. We just got to stroke a little Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah, yeah, And be yeah. like, hey, bro, get us in. Uh-huh. He'll hook you up. Andrew Lloyd Webber would love you.
0: Man, I wish I had my canopy humidifier in this hotel this weekend. I woke up... <sighs> drier than all hell. What is Canopy? It's the best humidifier you will ever have in your life. Skincare experts and dermatologists have long touted the benefits of increased indoor humidity for healthy, glowing skin. Also, not such a fun fact having dry air in your environment can begin literally wreaking havoc on your skin in as little as 30 minutes. I personally love to use a humidifier, not only for the skin benefits, but for the fact that I am so affected by my sinuses. And when the dry weather comes in, you get that itchy throat, you wake up with that headache. I have always slept with humidifiers, but the good thing about Canopy humidifier is it's anti-mold. The water keeps running through its system and then it'll shut off when it's out of water. So you know those old humidifiers, you'd wake up the next day and it had that weird film in the bottom. No, no, no. With Canopy, it is anti-mold. And that is so incredibly important when it comes to like what you're breathing in. We are going into the holiday season. You know it's going to be drier than hell. I literally need my canopy humidifier. I cannot live without it. It also is the cutest and most compact humidifier on the market. Designed to fit proudly on your nightstand and it hydrates rooms up to 500 square feet, up to 36 hours of running time. It's, it doesn't get cooler than that literally. Go to getcanopy.co and save $25 on your Canopy purchase today. When you opt into a replacement filter subscription, you'll get a replacement filter every six weeks, right when it's time for a new one for 33% off the individual price. Didn't get better than that. Plus you'll receive a free aroma kit to be used with Canopy's built-in aroma diffuser. That's a $40 value. Even better, there's a special offer for absolutely not listeners. Use code absolutely 10 at checkout to save an additional 10% off your canopy purchase. Go to canopy.co today, get canopy.co today, and use absolutely10 for an extra 10% off at checkout. Hey, trust me, your skin will thank you. I have said this forever. Hand jobs to me, it's it's a challenge.
1: Uh-huh. I'll give
0: anyone a hand job if it means the for the betterment of my group. Yeah. That we're going to have a good time that night.
1: What doors is it going to open? Thank you. That's all. That's it's it. not
0: degrading to me.
1: No. Actually, it's like a little bit of a, a workout. Well, it's it's stroke my back. I'll stroke yours. But it's I'll stroke your penis. Yeah. And then you'll Just hook give me, me up the wrong cool way. Shit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. Hashtag right. feminism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but speaking of like places we want to go, I, I do want to buy a house in Italy. Now, I am not there yet. OK, I am like. Roughly picking up a
1: mortgage. I think you could probably um buy like a studio mm-hmm. apartment in a B list city.
0: You know what, what is I'm considered B list? Like instead like, of going to Florence, I'm going to like go to Bologna. Yeah, or, go to Bologna. Yeah. Or Bologna.
1: Yeah. You could buy a spot in Bologna or Pisa, but you're not at like center of Florence level. Right. You know?
0: And that's okay. That's okay. Because it's
1: a good fucking time in Pisa. Hello. Hello. Let's just go down to Puglia. Puglia is the place that you haven't been to. I, know I, I haven't. love Puglia. Gosh. Okay. Now let's talk about travel. Our other favorite subject. So
0: many places. Where are you really going to go first? Oh, I really want to do Ireland. It's at the top of oh, my list. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I did all of Scotland. But yep. I just feel like I need to have a real grounded moment where I'm standing on like, is it the Cliffs of Moher? Cliffs of
1: Moher. Cliffs of yes. Moher
0: with no shoes on in yep. that thick, peat, moss, it grass. It is so
1: beautiful. The soil is like deep, rich, black. I have been to Cliffs of Moher. Of course you It yeah. is gorgeous.
0: Keri Gold.
1: Gold. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Used... I want
0: just like a slice of, you know, sourdough bread with thick Keri Gold butter on it. Yeah,
1: it's the brown bread there. I still the, went the, Scottish. The brown bread. The only accent that I can do is Australian. Yeah. Um, In that world. Um, But the brown bread. Oh. Cliffs of Moor, you're in this green grass. They're like horses, like galloping across the hills. And then you like look around, and then it's just the cliff straight down to the sea. And there's like these beautiful puffin birds. And I was there on this beautiful sunny day. Like the sun was setting over the ocean. It's pretty picturesque. And then you know that a leprechaun is going to jump up and hand you a pot of gold. You just know it's bound to happen. You have to be in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. Were you at the right place at the right time? I went to the Waterford Crystal Factory tour (laughs) and got to. (laughs) Got to hold a People's Choice Award. So, yeah. So, kind of. So, you're saying there's a chance.
0: <laughs> I got asked so many times this weekend, seeing some of our old friends. They were like, what, what's going on with the wedding? I'm like, I couldn't fucking tell you. Oh, dude. But here's the thing. Back to the chicken tenders at Houston.
1: Oh, bring it back. Chris
0: and I had a moment tonight at dinner. We're literally chit-chatting with our server. She's great. Shout yeah. out to Shaylin at the Whitney Houston's. And we're like, "What's where'd the hot fudge Sunday go? Oh, where'd yeah. where the chicken tenders? Oh, yeah. As we simultaneously are undoing our the pants. top button of our pants.
1: I'm sitting here. Thank God my shirt is covering it. My pants are fully unbuttoned, fully unzipped all the way down.
0: So we had this like basically go fuck yourself moment where I was like, we're bitching about the items that aren't on the menu uh-huh. that we don't need on the menu. That's right. Because we have put on 25 pounds each.
1: We ordered an entree that came for with fries. I ordered an extra set of fries and we got the aioli and the ranch. As I'm dipping the fry... The second order of fries yeah. in the ranch, putting it in my mouth. I'm talking about how I need to have my jaw wired <laughs> shut because my pants don't fit.
0: This all stemmed from two the pants have been just getting tighter. Yeah. And you know me, body positive. But when your skin starts to itch because yeah. it can't doesn't have any more room to you grow. You
1: feel the stretch marks growing. Appearing. I mean,
0: I'm going for a yeah. slight jonk and I'm, I
1: can't catch my breath. I went up once again. I went up three stairs to your sister's bathroom. Yeah. And I came back and I could not catch my breath. It's about heart health at this point. It is.
0: Like, I actually feel like if I were to go to for a physical, they would say, it's not, we're not looking great.
1: Okay. So the scale that I told you about that I got in New York, you stand on it for 90 seconds, you guys. It tells you your bone density and tells you your body mass index. It tells you for your frame how much you should weigh. It also tells you what your physical health is age, age-wise. Okay. So I am 34 four years old. I will be 35 in six weeks. Wow, that's old. I will be 35 in six weeks. It said that physically I am 43 years old. How does it know this? I think just like your your health level, like what is your yeah. gut health? What is your well it looks at your BMI yeah. and then
0: it sees like you know. It, I think the scale just feels that the weight of your bones and the stress you stand on it, and it's like, oh, this guy's had a fucking week. You know what I
1: mean? Yeah. It's like, oh, this guy's been through some shit. Well, he has seen yeah. some crackheads OD mm-hmm. backstage at a theater in Wheeling, West Virginia. <laughs> I have been through it. I have been to every shitty theater in this country. Yeah. I've been to all 50 states touring theater mm-hmm. and I've seen a lot of wild shit. Yeah. It's aged me. It's aged me.
0: Being on the road will age you. Correct. Why do you think Mick Jagger looks so fucking tired? Haggard. It's not all the drugs he did. Yeah. Did those it's road play life. into
1: it? Yeah. It? That's how he coped with road life. Yes. Right. You have to have a vice. He's actually only 45. <laughs> 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 he looks like he's 90, but he's only 45. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because you got to be on the road to make money. Yeah. And it's all about
1: survival. Oh my gosh. I miss the road. I do too. But I mean, yeah, I've been on the road for five, six years with Broadway shows, then with you, then with more Broadway shows. That I think more than anything has been the thing that has aged me.
0: Yeah, because you don't sleep normally. You're you're traveling. People don't realize it. It was like when we were on the road, you know, and everyone's like, come out for a drink or come out for dinner. I'm like, you don't understand. I, I have don't a have a spare 8 a. second flight. in the day.
1: Yeah, yeah, I have an 8 a.m. flight. I haven't eaten in 14 hours. Yeah. And you know, it's also like when you get off work. You get off work, Heather. You leave the theater. You've done a meet and greet, and it's 1230.
0: It's like 1 a.m.
1: It's 1 a.m., yeah. truly, because we, like, we've like we gone down and cooled down. We've like moved into a dressing room. We have to pack up all the shit and leave. And then you're hungry. It's like somebody getting off work at five or six and being like, okay, it's dinner time. So then we're in Huntsville, Alabama. Shout out. I loved it there. But you're in Huntsville, Alabama at 1.30 in the morning on a Wednesday night. And you're like, okay, it's dinner time. What do you eat? So then your options are Wendy's Wendy's. or Domino's or Taco Bell. And that's it. And so your road life is Wendy's, Domino's, Mm -hmm. or Taco Bell every single night go to sleep at 3 a.m., wake up with crazy heartburn, yeah. pound a couple of cold <laughs> brews, get on a three-hour flight. Shit
0: yourself. Shit yourself. The first-class bathroom in Delta. I'm so sorry. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, you know that I've clogged a toilet on American Airlines with my wipes. Right. Literally, I, I've told the story already. It's not even funny. But I, I can't live without my wipes. I had to poop so bad in first class. I actually walked to the back of Coach because I didn't want first class to stink. <laughs> So I walked all the way back to the coach, shed my brains out, yeah. used an entire pack of wipes mm-hmm. to clean it up. Yeah. And then the pilot comes over the pan. He's like, ladies and gentlemen, the lavatories are actually closed for the remaining uh, portion of this flight. We've had some sort of clog. I'm so sorry. And I was like, oh God. And I'm just sitting in my seat sweating, being like, I broke this airplane <laughs> with my Cottonelle wipes. Which they recalled. Which So many people
0: message me. I mean, they're really looking out for you. They are like, please get this message to Chris. He has it over my DM. There's a bacterial infection going around (laughs) with these wipes.
1: His butthole will rot out. (laughs) Yes, You're like, well, that's already happened. Yeah. But as Heather's hosing out my poop bag, you guys, she's literally (laughs) like, Chris, we got to look out for these wipes. So then someone sent me the website where you can type in the barcode when you buy a new pack to see if they're safe or not from the recall. So that's what I'm doing now. I walk into Target, get the pack, (laughs) type in the the barcode, and then I'm like, this is safe. Take it to the register and, you know, go with God.
0: I have said this for a while. Why aren't we just hitting bidets?
1: We need it. It would, for me, it would be a lot cheaper. Yes. Ultimately, you have to get one of those beautiful Japanese toilet seat things. I want a Toto toilet. That's what it is. With a warm ass. Aren't they like 10 grand though? Or are they like one grand? Like, if if it were a $1,000, I would make that investment. Cause I would save that much money yearly in, On wipes. in wipes. But if it's like 10 grand, I can't fuck with it.
0: Can I be honest with you? It's at this point, I realized in my old age, my genital health uh-huh. is priceless. Uh, yeah. Can I, you've never worn a thong before. No. And never. ladies, absolutely not. If you're wearing, especially in a fucking romper, you're wearing yeah. a thong yeah. and it gets caught and you can't fix it. There is a there's a feeling I want you to imagine when somebody's duct taped just right up your ass crack, Oof. and it it's it's a hot fire. It's it's not even I no. It's okay. It's like if you were to take a rubber band and snap it against Ow. your skin, and it's my just,
1: butthole just puckered. Yeah, that's horrible. Mine did
0: too. That's what it's like to wear a thong. So why do you wear a thong? Not every that day. That seems
1: horrifying.
0: No, wearing a thong is fine, but if it gets in that one position, yeah, and you can't pick it out immediately, yeah. It'll fucking change your life. That is why women are stronger than
1: men. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I actually have not worn underwear in the year 2020 because I'm so fat. <laughs> I cannot handle that extra tiny thin little layer of clothing between my, my currently wearing shorts, my shorts, and then my body. There's you know no I have on panties? i Heather, I have not worn underwear probably in eight to ten months. I can't. Okay, I, then You do you see how these tight these shorts are? My fupa is busting out of my Gap shorts There's no room For anything else Why would I put on underwear You
0: know what Starting tomorrow I'm not even kidding you Yeah We gotta do something For heart health Okay If we don't say It's for weight loss And we say it's for heart health We will be more motivated Can
1: we just eat Cheerios Isn't Cheerios Good for heart
0: health (laughs) Somebody who's on keto Like that's fucking Killing you Yeah Yeah I know My mom We literally walked in tonight and my mom goes, I watched this thing on shock tank about weight loss pills. Yeah. You both need them. I was yeah. like, yeah, you're right. Thank you. Ryan. I look bad. Yeah. So this all started though. I got to Richmond this weekend and Jeff is thin 20 pounds right. lighter. Now yes. we're both
1: meaty people. Like uh-huh. again,
0: then to us, his it's face like,
1: did look thinner on your Instagram. And yeah.
0: all these women are like, what's Jeff's secret? What did he do? So I asked him like, Jeff, what are you doing? He goes, well, you know, I'm doing the intermittent fasting, but I started eating at noon. He not changed my diet. Do not exercise
1: at all. At all. He dropped 20 pounds. Yeah, but I'll, I will say that he makes it sound easy, but I think you and I both know this summer when we were both in Atlanta, Jeff would spend eight hours a day down in the basement watching YouTubes about <laughs> intermittent fasting. <laughs> he would. He would. So, I mean, he's been prepping it, probably planning it, scheduling it. He probably has a, sp- a spreadsheet about it. He yeah, he is a Virgo. Type mm-hmm. A about the spreadsheets. So he's been mapping out the intermittent fasting for a while.
0: But I've done intermittent fasting get, he my had whole to, life.
1: He had to get away from you in order yeah. to implement it.
0: <laughs> we are a little toxic in the sense that when you are like, I really love him. He's yeah. my guy. And this weekend I was like, Jeff, I just feel so uncomfortable in my skin. Cause it feels tight. And he was like, you know, I love and adore you. He, he really, if he was 800 pounds and I couldn't get him out of bed, <laughs> I'd be the problem. Cause I'd be feeding him pork chops. Do you yeah. know what I mean? When you watch yeah. my 600 pound life yeah. and you see the people who are, facilitating yes the bad behavior that's me the enabler i would be making the 60 pounds of pork chops yes and slowly trays of lasagna yes
1: he he's 800 pounds you got to lift him up by the crane shove four trays trays of lasagna down his throat yeah pick up his roll hose it off yeah
0: that's what my mom did to my my dad she fattened him up she She says that my dad had a 32 inch waist
1: she tells me that all the time yeah She's now here trying to give me his clothes, you guys. I mean, some <laughs> of his clothes. He gave me a rain jacket where like he obviously had stubbier arms than me. Right. Like the sleeves come to like my mid arm. Mm-hmm. But then four of me could fit inside of it. Yeah. She's like, Chris, this rain jacket will fit you perfect. It's so nice. It cost me a thousand dollars. We got a custom tailored. Chris, take the rain jacket. All right. We have to talk about this because <laughs> you, you guys just have to understand this is truly who my mother is.
0: So my dad, because he was like me, big, thick neck. Great legs though, but he was so top heavy and just, he was so broad. Yeah. My dad had something like, like a 40 inch neck, like something fucking crazy. (laughs) Of course, as a businessman, he got all of his shit tailored. Right. But my mom is in this mentality and I think it's her being 72. Yeah. She she will not let go of what the price of things were. Never. So she has, we have all these custom suits that are literally to the specification of my dad's wrist.
1: No other human on the planet. Who fits those things? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's so specific. Right.
0: So she's trying to resell these. I was like, mom, donate them to like dress for success. Surely yes. there's one guy out there who's got a thick fucking yes. neck too. It's like, this is gonna like I said, this is a gift. Yeah. My mom's like, let me tell you something. That that jacket, that suit jacket <laughs> was three grand. I won't accept <laughs> anything, but $29.99. 99. Yeah. I mean, she's asked us to sell stuff on like Facebook Marketplace or, right, right. you know, do an antique shop. Yeah. She's like, let me tell you what. I bought that restoration hardware chair in 1993. It was $700. I'll take $675. i am like, it's, mom, it's not very worth that. Very used. Yeah, very used. No one used. wants it.
1: Someone can actually now go buy the same thing, brand new, wrapped in plastic Yeah. for a third of the cost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, she was actually, you were gone, was having dinner here with with your mom and Ashley. And she had all of your dad's ties laid out. Right, she's And she's doing an, she's art doing project. an art project with the ties. She's gonna, you know, do a thing with the ties. And so I was going through them, and she was like, "Chris, if you want one, just take one." And so I was put. There were some very like old school nineties, nineties yeah. weird ties, and there were some actually like really nice ones. That, like there were some brand new Vineyard and Vine ones yeah. that are still really cool. And I was like, "Oh, I like this." And she goes, "Well." I don't know. That one costs at least three hundred dollars, and I'd be like, okay. So then I'd pick another. One. I was like, I kind of like this one. She goes, oh, that one's really expensive, Chris. <laughs> we paid at least three hundred dollars for that. And I was like, okay. Now she's nickel and diming you yes. over my dead father's yeah. ties. And she'd be like, oh, do you want this one? And then literally, we turned it on the back. It still had the price tag on it, and it was fourteen ninety nine from Nordstrom Rack. I was like, no, I don't want that one. It's the ugliest one. She was like, you can have that one. That one's great. And I was like, Maybe. Robin. She was like, that one's very expensive. Still had the Nordstrom Rack price tag.
0: I loved my favorite. There's one tie that I could never get rid of on my dad's. And it was very like... 1997, and had Tabasco bottles all oh, over yeah. it. And he'd wear his fucking great suit, and he had his aluminum briefcase, Tabasco and he'd wear his Tabasco tie to like a mortgage yeah. broker's convention in like yeah. Louisiana. Yes. I mean, I am my father's daughter. Yeah. I dress for the theme, right. the occasion. Yeah, yeah. If I'm going to Dallas, I have my shit kickers on Duh. and a cowgirl hat.
1: Fierce hat. So my dad was a pastor, yes. preacher, preached every Sunday morning. And I knew it was a special occasion when he put on his Tabasco tie. Yes. Like when we were driving to church and I would be like, dad, you have on your Tabasco tie. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, yes, son, it's baptismal Sunday. And I'd be like, Oh,
0: it's a big day. Dad got the Tabasco tie. Nothing better. Yeah. <laughs> Those iconic so dad great. moments. Yeah. Yeah. God, if you're in, your like, you were an eighties baby. That's just the fucking best.
1: <laughs> right. Right.
0: I remember going to my dad's office And knowing like my dad was the boss, Uh but like rolling up and I was like that funny kid and people were probably nice to me because my dad was the boss. Right. But I remember rolling up to his office and I'm sure you felt that way when you rolled up to the church. You're like, my dad's a fucking preacher. He runs this shit. (laughs) And I used to like puff my chest a little bit and I was already such a chubby kid. Right. And I'd always be like, (laughs) I'd run into like the snack room and there'd be like a Dr. Pepper waiting for me. (gasps) And they'd Lucky be like, dog. they were so nice to me. I just yeah. would go to my dad's office and flex and right, thrive.
1: Right, this was all going to be mine one day. Literally, I don't even know what he does. <laughs> I still to this day am like confused. Your you, dad was a jack of all trades. He did he like twenty things: the hanger, the mortgage business, yeah, yeah, probably selling cocaine. That's okay. That's great. What if what if his wa- waffle house outings were like he would like tape the dime bag under the seat, <laughs> pound some eggs and waffles yeah. and some hash browns roll out and then the next dude came into the booth and was like there's the bag got it
0: i think at this point he would have been a little more sophisticated than actually being the guy
1: with the drugs if i think oh yeah he wasn't you know the mean? carrier he wasn't the mule, the mule. he was not no, the no, mule. No, no. you're right yeah you know i think he was he was the guy at the top who actually never touched it exactly who like the the stayed sober yeah he, st- he was at the top. Yeah, of course, he was the ringleader, he was the mastermind.
0: I'll never forget. I, kn- I didn't understand when I would come home. My dad smoked a lot of weed. Shout out to all my people who are smoking weed.
1: Now legal in 23 states as of this election.
0: And that's on gun. <laughs> I came home and I, I remember being like, why? I go to my friend's houses and their dad would always have like a cocktail of five. Great. Do you? Right. And I never understood why my dad didn't drink. I didn't realize he'd come home and like smoke a joint. Like, Calm down. Yeah. So when I got old enough to like really kind of realize that some people's parents drank and my dad didn't, my mom, of course, slugs back the Chianti. My dad sat me down and he goes, Heather, when you're a leader, you got to stay sober because you're in charge and you need to be the example. And I was like, Oh, fuck. <laughs> and I was like, Damn. Okay. thanks Dad. <laughs> Thank you, Dad. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I've kept that advice, but I mean, you know, Masamano. Yeah.
1: In my house, very interesting growing up as a Southern Baptist preacher's kid. I never once saw beer, wine, anything in my house. Yeah. The first time, you may know this, this is a crazy story. The first time that I ever saw liquor in my house, my sister is six years older than me. I came home from college for my first Thanksgiving and I was like coming home from New York, being an NYU student, haven't been down to the suburbs of Dallas, Texas in three months. Right. And I was, thought I was so sophisticated. So I was like, you know what? To my sister, I was like, Christy, we're going to be sophisticated and we're going to have wine at Thanksgiving dinner. So my, I was not, I was still 18. My sister and I go to the liquor store. We pick out some wine. And that Thanksgiving, my first year of college was the first time I ever saw alcohol in my house. And I brought it there. How did your parents sister. react to it? My mom and dad took just a very, very little bit, like a little taster. And yeah, and I think now my dad is no longer in the ministry. Seeing my parents like have a glass of wine.
0: Yeah, it's very interesting. You were a teacher at my high school. You can you, have it. You couldn't have a Christian alcohol. school. Yeah,
1: but I remember going to friends' houses. Even i re- having this memory of like going over to a friend's house. We're gonna have a Disney night. We're all gonna watch Lion King, and then like being like, "Can I have a juice box?" Yeah, you know. And then like my friend's mom, Cody's mom, being like, "Yeah, Chris, just go get it out of the refrigerator." I open the refrigerator. It's like a bottom cool shelf lion. are the Capri Suns. Grab my pouch and I look up and I was like. Ooh. I was like, they have beer in their fridge.
0: Right. Oh my God. And then you look at Cody's mom and you're like, you're a whore. No, I literally was like, <laughs> I'm going to tell everybody at church. You guys have beer in your fridge. Were you a brat at the church because your dad was
1: No, we had the head to be We oh. had to be angels. Okay. My mom would snap our necks <laughs> if we literally were not perfect. Mm-hmm. I, I remember sitting in the front row at the front pew and just always like, there was a clock at the back of the church uh-huh. and I would like try to like turn around and look at it because I knew how for how long I had to sit still and be absolutely perfect. Okay. Because we sat on the front pew. Yeah. My mom would sit between my, I would be on the left, my brother on the right. And if we acted bad or squirmed or whatever, my mom would get that fat under our arm between <laughs> her two fingers and pinch the shit out of us. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. And now looking back on it, I think like mom, if you didn't want us to squirm or scream, yeah, don't pinch an eight-year-old to be quiet. Yeah. Like don't pinch their skin under their arm. She would pinch us and she'd look at us like, in the name of Jesus, you settle down. When we get in the car, cause you sneezed while your dad was preaching the word, I'm going to beat your
0: ass. You know, like that's what we thought. And you're like, are we not going to Olive Garden now? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I just spit water everywhere. <laughs> I was taking a drink, but truly you just read me like a book. Yeah. I'd be like, "Am I gonna get the tour of Italy after church or not?" Cuz I am an 8-year-old who will house 20 baskets of bread. I just literally have water running down my face, you guys. Yes, you just read me olive garden. It was either an olive garden or the chilies or the red lobster. Yeah. Yeah, and it was whoever had the the shortest weight. And then my dad was always make a joke that would be like, All right, y'all, church is over. We're gonna beat the Methodist to the Golden Corral. (laughs) And we'd be like, Let's go.
0: (laughs) Dude, dads are fun as shit.
1: So fun. So fun. But I
0: love that. But it is interesting that you and I, like before our shows, we, we like to turn on the Kirk Franklin. You know, we love... Praise jam always. It's just something when you grow up with that,
1: you just yeah. filled with it. Yeah. And I didn't grow up in a very religious household. But you went to a Christian school. Yeah. So you going to school and having to go to chapel every yeah. day, yeah. I went to a public school. There was none of that. Church was Wednesday nights and Sunday mornings. That was it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But it wasn't a lot of praise and worship at our school. Like, it was right. like this weird thing. I'll go into that diatribe on another day. But but Robin has been, you know, she talks to God every day. She's like, Kevin, let me tell you something. Every
1: day. Jesus
0: came to me last night in a dream and he said, we're making tacos tonight. How do you yeah. feel about
1: that? Tonight, she was like hounding her sister about writing a book. She's like, yeah. I think God wants you to write a book, Ashley. Yeah. He, you need to write a book. About how much
0: it sucks to be an attorney. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Ashley's like, mm, no. Yeah. yeah.
0: But it is. I mean, so much of my life has been like, Robin, will call you on a whim and just think, Heather, I'm in TJ Maxx right now. And I just need <laughs> you to know that God is good. Also, they had these knockoff Reebok sneakers for like $4. It's you get an 11. You got a weird wide foot. You want me to get them? All right, I'll get them. And I'm like, I don't know if that was an Lord insult. To God, goodbye. Yeah. I don't know if that was an insult or just... It was a little bit of both. A little bit of both. She had
1: to sugar the insult with the Jesus praise.
0: She has anointing oil. And for those oh, of yeah. you who don't know what anointing oil, Chris, from a biblical standpoint, can yeah. you explain what that is?
1: Well, anointing oil is symbolic, you know, and you just... Anything that you want, like a symbol to God... Someone's sick, you want to pray for someone, it's just a symbol of like, you know, kind of like the covering the anointing of God is symbolized through the oil. And someone yes. who is a leader in the church or, or spiritual, whatever, if they're praying for you, they can anoint you with oil. And it, it's just symbolic of, again, your commitment to God. There you go. It's like the the, the vision boards. That's your commitment to God manifesting the dreams.
0: So when we were on our, our Pike kappa pasta trip in Italy, my mom just had, she didn't even need to get olive oil from Italy. She's like, I brought my own Kirkland brand, like yeah. my Costco brand yeah. of
1: anointed. oil. Co- Kirkland brand, <laughs> Costco olive oil. She put
0: in a little like tiny travel size and yeah. somebody wasn't feeling great. And she was like, come here. She's like, Amy, come here. We're going to anoint it. We're going to get the, t- say a prayer, say a prayer. You're, You're going to be, be delivered
1: from the sickness. Yeah. She's
0: like, when yeah. two or more come come together.
1: together. God is there. Also. God is
0: there. Mm -hmm. So you don't need to worry. You got a sinus infection? (laughs) I say be gone in the name of
1: Jesus. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. Wow. Oh, man. This is what we need to do. We're going to anoint your phone with the oil. Yeah. God is going to keep the haters out of your Instagram. Yeah. And and it's all going to be good. You know what it is?
0: It's just, it's, I don't want, I rebuke the disgusting, 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 Hateful speech <laughs> in the name of Jesus.
1: Preach, Lauren. Yes, I
0: don't. I don't have time for it.
1: No time for the hate.
0: I have no yeah. time for bullshit. Mm-hmm. I, we got shit to do.
1: Yeah, this is a time for healing. Yeah, this is a time for us to all come together. Yeah, I think for many of us, it's a it's a sigh of relief. Yeah, that for us, our our industry, our arts world has the potential to open up with leadership who who may have a plan. We're gonna get to travel again. Yeah. Travel and being on our stage are our both of our collective greatest passions and eating. Duh. But we're going to start slowly introducing Cheerios into our life Wow!
0: and slow walks so we can get heart healthy.
1: Heart healthy. What's
0: the name of the game?
1: That was a little Abba Mamma Mia for you guys. The name of the game is Heart Healthy. <laughs>
0: if you are not even a theater person and you hear Mamma Mia, uh, you,
1: know, you are honey, on your honey, feet honey. and tap on a toe. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's so funny. In a rich man's world world. You can't tell me That doesn't
1: That's not a bop That's not a bop That is a bop That has lasted the the decades
0: What's a musical We want to see come back
1: You know I'm always A fan of Evita I love Evita
0: Don't cry for me Argentina Come on Wept
1: Wept Correct
0: Tried to sing it At the 4th grade talent show
1: You did? And my
0: teacher Miss Mankin was like It's a little heavy (laughs)
1: She was like, just go sing Mary Had a Little Lamb and let's call it a day. No,
0: I actually sang Celine Dion, Because You Loved Me.
1: Oh my God, so good.
0: Everybody wanted me to sing the Titanic song. Actually, mm-hmm. it was Titanic out. But I sang, I was a huge Celine fan. I sang Duh. Because You Loved Me. And I sang it for Fourth Grade Chapel. For all those times you stood by me. For all the truth that you made me see. Made me see. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. We just
1: harmonized. We did. We're going to start a girl group. <laughs> <laughs> What's our girl group called? Koopa. Oh, yeah. FUPAs are us. Yeah. Yeah, we both have FUPAs.
0: We need like a play on
1: words. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you remember? I'm looking at your bed. Y'all, we're literally in Heather's bedroom right now. Yeah. I'm looking at your bed thinking of duvet. Could we be duvet cover? Oh, and and we do do covers. covers. High five. Yes.
0: Coming to the stage next. They're both thick. They are only wearing lululemon
1: pants singing the abba and celine dion catalogs please welcome duvet, duvet covers. covers that's it And guess what get we just won a grammy now.
0: so see ya <laughs> chris thank you for coming in
1: thank you for having me
0: it's always a giggle and to mm-hmm. everybody listening thank you for giggling along and i love each and every one of you and let's just fucking giggle and get back to doing what we do best which is talking bullshit
1: and eating pasta
0: No, we're Cheerios. Okay, okay.
1: Cheerios. Cheerios. Heart healthy. Heart healthy. Love and like. I'm
0: getting the scale. (laughs) We're doing it for our hearts.
1: Heart healthy. Love and like. Because I got
0: shit to do next year. Correct. I can't do my shit if my pants are split. That's right. And that's on God. Everybody, thank you for listening to the podcast. As always, click subscribe. I don't know. Send it to your awful Aunt Linda. You know, she's the worst. Maybe send it to her. Maybe she needs to learn a lesson. And uh, I'll see you back out there. Because guess what? It's a new day. Duvet covers. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.